With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Joined now by at the Lance Taylor, 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. Appreciate him getting up early with us. Uh, LT got a lot to dive into, uh, but let's start with uh, the NCAA tournament that is uh, coming up Saturday and Sunday. You live down in Birmingham. Alabama basketball, not awful, right, historically, but also not usually a national title contender. How would you compare the excitement level for an Alabama or Auburn potential Final Four run with a regular college football weekend where you live? How how much madness does this spawn in your town? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy, Clay, believe it or not. You know, two years ago when Bruce Pearl took Auburn to the Final Four, that was kind of out of nowhere. Um, you know, that team was playing really good down the stretch. They survived New Mexico State, kind of a crazy finish in that first round. And then what they had to endure, you know, knocking off Kansas and North Carolina in Kentucky en route to playing Virginia in the national semifinals and really a bad call, a travel late. Auburn should have won that game and taken on Texas Tech on that Monday night. And the night tough and call in the end zone on that – on that, uh, I said the end zone, but they were playing in an arena, I think a, a football stadium. But in the uh, on the baseline, remember the, uh, the yeah. run-into situation, which was a tough call. I think it was a right call. It was a tough call. You know, these, these are, you know, obviously football is first. It's the alpha, no doubt. But I remember just a couple of years ago, we did a poll question. And this was more so for Alabama fans because, I mean, Alabama fans, it seems like every other year. Well, I mean, about every other year, Nick Saban's winning a national championship. But there are some diehard Alabama basketball fans. And historically, when you look at the history of the SEC, I think they've got the second most wins in the SEC behind Kentucky. I mean, there's obviously a huge gap. It's Kentucky and everyone else. But it's been a pretty good 
historic basketball program. They've just never been to a Final Four. But we asked the question, as Alabama fans, would you rather have a national championship this year in football or basketball? And overwhelmingly, people said basketball. I was really surprised by that. But I guess a lot of that has to do with Alabama's got, you know, some people say 14, some people say 17, you know, depending on how many national championships you say they've got. Alabama basketball fans have been starved. But with all that said, Clay, uh, they're extremely excited about this team. Uh, they struggled against Iona. Uh, the final 12 minutes, they clamped down. But, you know, the way they played against Maryland, you know, in route to 96 points, 16 threes, and, you know, just everybody contributed. This is a dangerous team. And now, you know, some shops in Vegas have got them favored to win their region right now to come out of the East. And I think a lot of that has to do with Michigan and Florida State have got to play each other. And Alabama's playing UCLA in 11 seed. Uh, but the excitement's at an all-time high. I know some Alabama fans that went to Indy last week for the second round games, and uh, for excuse me for the first and second round game. And now, um, you know, if they were to get to a Final Four, I mean, it would be uh, it, it'd be ins- insane. Uh, Nate Oates is obviously the Alabama Crimson Tide coach. Year two, what is his career trajectory like from here? Sometimes you have guys obviously catch lightning in a bottle, they make a run, and then you don't hear from them again for years and years. That's one of the things that's interesting about the NCAA tournament. Is he a guy that's going to sustain dominance in your mind? And if so, how long is he at Alabama? Well, you know, it's an interesting question because a couple of years ago with the success of Bruce Pearl, you know, when UCLA was opening it up and uh, obviously Mick Cronin got that job and, you know, that was after Bruce Pearl made the final four run. I said, if UCLA came after Bruce Pearl, he'd be gone. Well, I had to check myself because Auburn was, you know, they were the ones that gave Bruce Pearl another chance. So there's some loyalty there. And then I think Bruce Pearl showed himself, hey, if I can get to a final four with Auburn, you know, SEC money is is more money than Pac-12 money. Um, why would I not stay put? And I think the same can be said for Nate Oates. You know, when he took this job from Buffalo, you know, he was coming off 32 wins. And this is a guy that had won back-to-back games in the NCAA tournament. He comes in year one, really average, 16 and 15. There were no expectations. But year two, to do what he's been able to do and to get this contract extension, Greg Byrne, the athletics director, a guy that's from Arizona, um, you know, he knows good basketball. And I think they've secured Nate Oates for a long time. I mean, they will pay him whatever he wants. Now, if a Michigan state was to come along, you know, uh, he's got some, some history with that state. I think that would be a possibility for Nate Oates. But he can make as much money as he wants. His buyout right now is $10 million. Nobody's going to pay that. I think he's extremely happy. His family loves Tuscaloosa. Um, and, again, I think he thinks he can win a national championship. I mean, right now, I would be shocked because I've never even seen the program in a Final Four. But, Clay, as you watch this tournament, would you be completely floored if Alabama wins a national championship? I'd be surprised I wouldn't be floored. Uh, Yesterday we did this discussion on uh, Fox Bet Live, and the question was if there's a team that is going to win other than Gonzaga, obviously, and also Baylor, who are the two prohibitive favorites at this point, who would you pick? And I picked Alabama. I, I think that if you look at the bracket, they're probably the third most likely team to win the title if I had to pick right now. I don't think that's crazy at all. And I would have never anticipated that coming into the season. And I think one of those questions that kind of hangs out there, LT, is sometimes it's easier to make a run like this when the expectations are low. And then once people start to recognize, hey, you're, you know, you're the guy who's going to be uh, in the sort of in the mix every single year, 
there starts to be a little bit more of a uh, pressure situation on you, for lack of a better uh, better way of putting it. But right now, uh, I think Alabama is a good value at eleven to one. But I'm looking at the uh, FanDuel odds. The, Z- the Zags and Baylor are one and two. No surprise there. Michigan still the third most likely. Loyola of Chicago out of nowhere, and then Houston is uh, nine to one. Obviously, that's a function of the bracket they are in, uh, as much as everything else. But Alabama sitting there at uh, eleven to one, the seventh most, sixth most likely team to win the title according to FanDuel. Yeah, look again. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they get to a Final Four. I think they beat UCLA, and then I think ultimately, I, I kind of lean Florida State again. If Isaiah Livers was playing for Michigan, it would be a much different situation. But Florida State is just so long, and they throw so many bodies at you. But that's the thing about Alabama. You make an argument. Um, it's you know one of the top two or three defenses left in this tournament. Um, it might have the best bench left in this tournament, and when they're hitting their threes. You know, it's just such a dangerous team. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. Again, I kind of lean Florida State's going to come out of the East. Um, But, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot right now. We have our own bracket on OutKick right now. Um, I'll come back to the Sweet 16 and get some gambling picks from you in a moment. But we talked about this yesterday on the show. Uh, and on, in the second hour of the show, so uh, next hour, we're going to have Joe Kenzie on, who came up with the OutKick Sweet 16 woke bracket. We are advancing into the Elite Eight now of the woke bracket. How would you break down the contenders? What did you think of the overall seeding from Joe Kinsey? Um, I think it's incredible. You know, I really didn't know much about it. I saw you tweet something out. I think it was on, I get every day mixed up now. I think it was yeah, on right. Wednesday. And then on Thursday morning when I was driving in, I heard the beginning of your show, so I got to hear... Um, I think it was the toxic masculinity region and then maybe the non-binary region. Yes. Um, you know, there, there are a couple. I mean, look, most of these people I'm just not a fan of. I mean, um, I've just got to be completely honest. But there are some people in your bracket that I still like and respect and enjoy their work. Um, I think it is complete comedy. I, I want to ask you this, though, because – when I started to look at where the results are right now yeah. on the woke bracket, I remember we had this conversation years ago and you were in uh, for SEC media days and we all, as we used to do, we would go to dinner and we'd have a great group of, of people. I really miss uh, the SEC media days, what they once were, and hopefully we can get that back. They're back, but, by the way, in Birmingham this summer, right? Yeah, well, let's let's try to do it up like we used to. But anyway, we're sitting in you know the back room of this steakhouse and we're having this conversation and two of my co-hosts are there. And they're totally convinced that Bryant-Denny Stadium, because you try to make the argument, hey, look, trust me, people hide behind these Twitter handles, and these people really don't hate me. If you went to Bryant-Denny on a given Saturday afternoon, and of the 100,000-plus fans, about, I don't know what the number was, but it was an extreme number, 80 85% of these fans would love me and would want to shake my hand and hang out and stuff. And, you know, at that point, I was kind of indifferent. My co-host and a couple of people there, they disagreed with you. Uh, the more I've seen this play out over the years, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, I, I think there are people that do hide behind um, a, well, a lot just of these, put it. Just put uh, it this way. You and I have been out over the years. We've known each other. I mean, I came on to your show like 15 years ago the first time. Yeah, right? I've, known so you, we've I've, known never, e- I've never seen a situation. I, I brought this up on the air a couple of weeks ago. I said I've never – I've never been with Clay and had an encounter not one time where somebody came up and said something negative. Right. You know, and, and, and you would typically think that you would at least get that one time. I mean, we've probably been out 50 times. Yeah. So my, my question to you was going to be, with all that said, 
of these 16 participants, how many of these people in the media, in this woke bracket, cannot stand you? Because <laughs> I know a few. I, I know Darren Ravel cannot stand you. Yeah, he's got I know Peter now King cannot stand you. Uh, first and of all, the for the first response is I don't care, right? And you know, know me you well don't. enough to know that also I just – I mean, I don't care. Um, how many of the 16 people that we have in the woke bracket hate me? I Probably well, 16, all, 16 for 16. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm I, trying to think now. I, I mean, I, I don't know that there's anybody on this list. And I didn't make the list or seed them, by the way. This was uh, Joe Kenzie and the writers at OutKick. Uh, but I think yeah, we I would go say- 16 for 16. I think it's close. You know, you might have a couple like a Maria Taylor. I've had an opportunity to meet her. She seems extremely nice. Um, she might just have a forgiving heart, and she doesn't really care that she's in the woke bracket. But I think the majority of these people in the woke bracket cannot stand Clay Travis. But here's here's and, the uh, thing I would say, and you know me well enough this too, I would be fine going out and having drinks with any of the people in the woke bracket. Right. Like or going out for dinner or whatever. It's not like I'm I don't hate these people. I mean, I think they say ridiculous things, uh, but it's not like I would run away from them. Yeah. Petros Papadakis was on our show and, you know, Petros really well, as well as any of us. And, you know, he said, you know, the thing and you came up because I was asking him about the time that you guys had to share a dressing room at Fox. And he said, the thing I love about Clay is nothing can rattle him. It doesn't matter if somebody is saying things directly to him. It doesn't shake him at all. So, yeah, I truly believe that guys like Peter King can foam at the mouth on their opinions, and you just won't lose your cool, and you would absolutely go to dinner with these guys. I don't think they would return the favor. But anyway, Peter Peter King. I think I'm old school. I'm sorry to cut you off. I think I'm old school in that respect. Like, I understand that people might – disagree with me or even personally like dislike me but that doesn't really impact me right like in the back in the day I think I would have been a good politician in DC because they used to go out and argue about who was right on an issue but then at the end of the day they would go out and have a steak and have dinner together whether you were a Democrat or Republican you could kind of get along right you would fight all day and I think that still happens to a certain extent in sports right where All these coaches, like college basketball coaches, a great example right now where we got March Madness going on. I think all these coaches fight all day for recruits. They battle. They're hyper competitive. They're committed to what they're trying to do. But at the end of the day, you know, they could go out and have a beer together. And I think most of them would probably get along pretty well, even in the hyper competitive realm of coaching. Now, doesn't mean that some of them don't hate the others, but I just I'm not the kind of guy who really genuinely hates somebody because they have a different opinion than me. It just doesn't really I mean, I'll argue with them and I'll point out why I think they're idiots on some of their uh, some of their positions, but they can do the same for me and it doesn't really rattle me. Well, yeah, and I just I think some of these in the woke bracket based on positions that they've taken over the last year yeah. and your ability to call them out. I think it has rattled them to the core. Yeah. And I think in a lot of cases, it's embarrassed a lot of these huge egos and therefore, yeah, you'll never be able to get that steak and beer. And like you said earlier, I believe you really don't care. And it may screw up your ability to go out at SEC media days. Cause some people might be like, well, is Clay going to be there? Cause if Clay's going to be there, I can't go. Yeah. Which is actually yeah. really kind of funny to me. And that's fine. You know, there are some people that, that, that you know, I, I like the thick skin type, though, because you and Clad have a nice back and forth. 
Yes. Clack gets pissed off, and he doesn't agree with a lot of things you say. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Clack's uh, just going to be, you know, Joel Clack's one of those guys that, hey, look, Clay's got his opinion. Clay is Clay. Is Clay. He's going to say what he wants. But I would find it hard to believe that uh, Mike Florio or Keith Oberman is ever going to uh, <laughs> do a shot with you at a bar. Which is a shame, by the way, because I've also said this. I would – well, first of all, those guys don't do shots. Like, let's be honest. They would choke trying to throw a shot back. But, uh, but, uh, but I have said for a long time, I welcome – like all those people, everybody in the woke bracket, if they wanted to come on my show, I would allow them to come on my show, right? Like I don't run and hide from my positions or my opinions. Those guys, I mean, give credit to Peter King, but I think all the woke crew heard what happened when Peter King came on this radio program. And I mean, it was basically like, a, 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 you know, he got guillotined. I mean, and it wasn't like me being a jerk to him. It was just like, okay, you said X. Well, let's talk about, you know, you defend X. And I mean, he just, what you find is so many of these woke people, and this is, this is my position in general. I may have to bring you back for another segment, by the way. But my position is most of them have like 20 foot tall opinions that are an inch deep. And so what I mean by that is it's all very performative, right? And I'll just give you an example. I don't believe there is anyone who is a true fan of sports that truly believes that men who decide to become women should be competing in women's sports, right? Like, I don't think there is a single sports writer in America, male or female, that actually believes that if you are a grown man, like, let's pretend that Bruce Jenner had decided to switch his gender the Olympics after he won the decathlon, right? I don't think there's a single person out there that would be like, oh, Bruce Jenner was just the male decathlon gold medal winner or whatever the heck he was, and now he is switching his gender to female. I genuinely don't believe there's a single person covering sports writing who would say Caitlyn Jenner should be able to compete as a woman in the next Olympics. Democrat, Republican, independent, whatever you are, Sports writers in general, male and female, I don't think there's a single one of them that actually believe that. But I bet there is a huge percentage of the woke crew that would argue in favor of that publicly. And if you sat down and had a beer with them, they'd be like, yeah, that's total BS. I'm going to bring you back for another segment in a sec. You can answer that question. And also, we'll continue to break down the woke bracket. And I want to hear from you who you think the best Sweet 16 bet is as we get ready for those uh, tomorrow and Sunday. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you can get your podcast.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. We're talking with Lance Taylor, 94.5 Jocks in Birmingham. His show's about to start here in a little bit, uh, but we got him for one more segment. Don't you agree with me, LT, that sports writers, any sports fan in general, like even the most woke of the woke think that's a ridiculous proposition that Caitlyn Jenner should be able to one Olympics compete as a man and then flip and suddenly the next Olympics compete as a woman? Well, it's absurd to begin with, but I think if we go to the toxic masculinity region, I think your two-seating Christine Brennan might argue for it. I said when we were breaking down, that's actually could be true i uh i i said when we were breaking down these brackets that christine brennan has written uh like i think it was like 964 consecutive columns complaining about uh any golf event being held at a donald trump related uh, related course uh, uh, and or yeah when, when usa today was was a thing i think it was yeah. a thing when we when it's have, a viable you know, business the, yeah, the, the tangible product that you would pay 50 cents. and uh, Or get it for free at every single hotel room anywhere in the country, hotel. which was a huge <laughs> yeah. part of their uh, circulation as well. But I would peruse her articles, and, and sometimes my head would almost explode. And so she has been woke for, for decades, but we had her on one time. And the one time we had her on, it was probably the mid-2000s. It's been 15 years. And actually, I was co-hosting with a female at the time. And we had her on, and, you know, we were just going back and forth a little bit, and she just didn't like the questions. And so I decided it wasn't going well to begin with. And that's when every year we started a chick bracket way back in the day. And I'm talking like Oh, I remember that. Yeah, you'd have your yeah, bracket and, challenge. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. So we would have 64 women from, you know, entertainment. You know, back then, you know, it was the Gwen Stefani's of the world and the Jessica Albas. Back when and so I was Magazine like, and Maxim were at their apex. Yeah, 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 back when Aguilera and Britney Spears were probably like three or four seats, but they were probably 19 or 20. Yeah. But I just said, hey, look, you know, final question here, Christine, and I asked her about one of the matchups, and she just basically hung up. <laughs> well, why don't you do the chick bracket anymore? Is that not permissible anymore at, uh, at the station? Bob, we can't objectify women like that, Clay. Yeah, well. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where we are in this world. I, I really don't know. I, I'll tell you what happened. We decided to transition. By the way, and one everybody, of my everybody objectifies everybody all day long in I all know. facets, right? Like, if you're, there's not a coincidence that actors and actresses look way better on average than your average person in on the planet. And it's not a coincidence that on television we want to watch good-looking people, right? Like, they don't have ugly people shows, really. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what happened with our chick bracket. It got dissolved about a decade ago when one of our co-hosts decided to have the wise idea of having listeners submit pictures of their girlfriends and wives to have a local bracket. And I, I will tell you, corporate came off the rails on that. And so they did. You actually put the racket, the bracket up, or did it even get to that? 
it didn't get to the point because these submissions started to come in. And, you know, I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm overly critical. And especially, like, in a bracket like that, uh, you know, it, it would be so sensitive to a community as small as Birmingham and throughout the state of Alabama. When people um, just got and, crushed, when their wife or girlfriend yeah. just got, got crushed. Also, the photo matters a lot, right? Because and everybody who is, like, an Instagram account knows that – like remember in Seinfeld there was like the good light girl and the bad light oh, yeah. girl and like one t- like some days she would look at her and you'd be like man she's really good looking and then like there'd be another lighting and you'd be like man she looks like the crypt keeper and everybody's like on Instagram with all the filters and everything else it's almost impossible to know what people even look like right well, I mean yeah, every yeah, girl and I, I bet I'm glad I'm not in the dating game but you know some of the younger guys are in the, the dating game that work on the shows that I'm on or whatever and they'll be on uh, you know whatever it is uh, you know scrolling through looking at all the different uh, all the different potential matchups out there and every girl and I'm sure it's true for guys too although the the difference is probably not as substantial they all have as their profile pick the greatest picture that's ever been taken of them in their lives right yeah. so and, it's and not it's, even remotely it's oftentimes reflective and it's four or five years old. You know, my my girlfriend has, you know, this one girlfriend that I continue to check out on Instagram. And I couldn't wait to meet her. And when we finally <laughs> met her, I was like, you know, I mean, in Instagram, she was a strong nine. I mean, yeah. there wasn't a bad picture. The body was perfect. I mean, everything. And then when I met her, I was, I don't want to say disappointed, but I was taken aback. <laughs> I was like, she's a legitimate six. How did this happen? And so then I had the conversation with her after the fact. And she said, it's called filters. And this was a couple of years ago. I didn't know what a filter is. I still don't know how to I don't use know how filter. to use a filter have... now. I've never used a filter no on idea. a photo that I've that I've been in. And and you it's know enough, and that's a question. If you're a guy and you use filters on Instagram, you got issues. Like I'm a vain guy. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But I've never used a filter. If you know how to use filters as a dude on Instagram, that's a problem. I also I've said this for a long time. I have to hold nearly the record for guys who hand their phones to good looking girls or wives to take a picture of them with me. Like I can't tell like, you know, people come up to me at a bar or whatever. And and I'm always like, oh, you know, I'd rather get my picture taken with a good looking girl. But it's always like the guys like, hey, big fan, Clay. And then they pass the phone to the girl. And there's this moment where the girl doesn't even know what to do because the girl's always in the photo. Right. And so she's like, wait a minute, I'm taking the photo now. And there's this moment of like, she probably hasn't taken a photo of her boyfriend or husband with another guy, maybe ever before. And they always look like uncomfortable a little bit as they try to take the photo. By the way, here's my, my final four on the bracket. Dan, was that a dog? Yeah, dog's up early today. By the way, my dog's got all four. And it's a sad, this is a pathetic admission. Uh, girlfriend went through every matchup with treats. And so the dog did, you know, the top or the bottom treat, how she got her bracket, and literally went through every matchup. And she's got her final four intact. I've only got two of the final four left. Oh, my dog's got, got three all my final four. four. Yeah, dog's on fire. Yeah, my, my dog, seriously, Lady Bird the Vizsla has got Houston, Baylor, Gonzaga, and Alabama. <laughs> uh, my final four from our bracket. People can go vote, by the way, at outkick.com. It's up at the top of the page. Dan Wolken, Darren Ravel, Keith Olbermann, Jamel Hill. Who do you think wins it? What do you think of my final four? Uh, well, put it this way. If I, um, I, I've got to watch what I say here. Um, I think Jamel Hill's going to win this thing. I'll, yeah, I'll I think leave so it too. at that. I, I think Jamel's going to win. Really tight, but I think, I think she is the Gonzaga of this bracket. 
I think she's been just dominating and winning by double digits. So I'm going to say Jamel Hill wins it. I think it's going to be Darren Ravel against Jamel Hill in the uh, championship game, and I think Jamel's going to win it. Uh, for the actual Sweet 16, any couple of picks that you like more than any other? You know, watching Porter Moser and this Loyola team, and you know, I forgot who it was. It was a national voice a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, said, watch out when Loyola gets into this tournament. And, I mean, watching them against Illinois. I mean, It was just, a beatdown. I mean, it was incredible. And the Cameron Crutwood kid, I mean, he is, you know, he's one of the best players left in, in this field. And, you know, I look at Loyola right now. It's gone to minus seven against Oregon State. Look, Wayne Tinkle's team, it's been a great story. I have no idea how they even made this run in the Pac-12 tournament to actually be in this tournament. It ends there. Lay it. I know it's been a dog round the first couple of rounds. Loyola there, minus the seven. And I think the same for Oral Roberts, the second 15 seed to ever get to a Sweet 16. The other was Florida Gulf Coast. I think Arkansas will completely run them out of the gym. So, to me, those two favorites seem easy. The other matchups get a little more difficult, though. By the way, you now have, if people want to follow you on Twitter, at the Lance Taylor. You have, speaking of cosmetics, realized that people might not respond as well to you on video, and you have brought in a talented ringer to help with your gambling picks. Uh, yeah, we did. So, you know, we've got a website, lanceslog.com, that we've had now going on six years, and, and just me posting videos about, you know, my, my, my particular lock that night, it just wasn't getting enough traction. So sometimes you got to bring the ringers in. So Michaela is there for us working for lanceslog.com. So check her out. Yeah, Lance's Lock. Uh, all right, LT, have a uh, good weekend. Enjoy the games. Good luck with the bets. Yeah, and I am, I'm voting right now. I'm in the gaslight region, so can't wait. <laughs> uh, go get your votes in in the woke bracket uh, at outkick.com. That is Lance Taylor. When we come back, we'll break you down more on the Sweet 16 matchups as we get ready for them on Saturday and Sunday. What do we think is going to happen? We've been talking about it already. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. We were just breaking down the actual Sweet 16, but we have the creator of the OutKick Sports Media Woke Bracket, which has moved into the Elite Eight. Uh, It is wildly entertaining. These are the 16 most left-wing lunatic faction fringe of the sports media. You have seeded them, and now we are into the Elite Eight. Uh, Voting is up. People can go decide who they want to advance to the Final Four. We are going to run through the bracket challenge now that we are on to the Elite Eight. And I'll start with this one. Joe Kenzie is the writer. Uh, We are in the toxic masculinity region. Dan Wolken outlasted Nicole Auerbach, which, by the way, might be an example, just toss it out there, of Wolken's toxic masculinity beating a woman head-to-head. And then we have Mark Jones and Christine Brennan. Mark Jones, who said he would no longer accept a police escort uh, because he was afraid the police officers might shoot him, uh, despite the fact that they have been providing a safe escort to college football games for him for around 30 years. And so we have a matchup now between the number one seed, Dan Wolken, and the number three seed, Mark Jones. How would you assess this lineup? And you have odds. that We, we had an odds maker put money line odds, which is pretty outstanding. 
Clay, we have quite a dogfight coming up in this uh, regional final, the Toxic Masculinity Regional Final. Dan Wolken, he's coming in as a minus 260 on the money line versus Mark Jones, plus 220 on the money line. Clay, the guy that is afraid of a cop blowing his brains out is plus 220. That is how strong Wolken is in the woke community. What a showdown, but I don't. I think you have to throw a little bit of money on Mark Jones here, Clay. Value on Jones. It just, I mean, I'm pointing out here, in the toxic masculinity region, you had a man versus woman competition in both, and men won both of these woke-offs. Is this a sign that maybe the woke-off community may be guilty of their own form of toxic masculinity, allowing men to triumph over women here? There is masculinity abound everywhere, Clay, on the left side of the bracket. The right side is dominated by Jamel Hill. We'll get to her. Is that a nice say it right this time? Jamel. Yeah, Jamel Hill is no. dominated. That's it. We're going to get to Jamel's side of the bracket here in a moment because she is a freight train storming down the woke, uh, woke uh, trail. I don't know that anybody's going to be able to, uh, to handle her. But So, uh, Wolken versus uh, Mark Jones in the toxic masculinity region. And then in the non-binary region, this was probably the battle of the first round. Number one seed, Pat Forty, against number four, Peter King. I mean, this came down to a hair's breadth between the two of these guys. Uh, Forty advances 51% to 49%, probably on the strength of his recent obsession with the mask wearing of coaches at the NCAA tournament. Uh, And Forty advances to the Elite Eight. Did that surprise you? It did surprise me, Clay. I, the committee was accused of, uh, of terrible seating on Peter King, but it did set up an amazing first-round matchup between those two. King came out flying out of the gates. He had a, he had a decent-sized lead, and then 40 just poured it on today. Uh, he, or it was yesterday, I think. He, so anyway, he won, and then it's going to be 40 versus Karen Rovell. And here is the here's the crazy part of this is forty is plus one sixty five on the money line. That is how strong Karen Rovell is. He's at minus one ninety five. And uh, listen, everybody hates Pat Forty, but we're gonna find out who hates each. You know who hates Rovell and who hates Forty. This should come down to a last second, a last second vote off is what I'm what I'm picturing here. Uh, th- by the way, we have beaten the bookie who is uh, setting the money line odds here uh, on the Mark Jones against Dan Wolken. He said, while Jones is still relatively unknown, Wolken is to wokeness as Duke is to college basketball, a powerhouse. He should easily move on to the next round. This is what the odds makers are telling us. Uh, now, Darren, uh, don't call me Karen Ravel, uh, says Ravel is younger and his enthusiasm shows as he uses his Karen powers multiple times daily where 40, and I do agree with this, only comes out in big moments, hasn't necessarily shown the consistency. Ravel's stamina gives him the edge. What do you think about this one? Clay, we also have a response from Ravel. He does not think he stands a chance of beating Wolken uh, or Hill. or. Did he actually, has, has Ravel weighed in on the bracket challenge? He did. He did weigh in. He doesn't think he has a chance against any of the remaining contestants. It, it sounds like he's giving up right now. Could pull off a last-second moment of woke 
to get over 40, I don't think Ravel is going to give up that easily, do you? Um, I I don't know. Ravel might be the only person, to his credit, who is self-aware enough of how ridiculous he is to actually mobilize his fan base to try and advance him. Uh, I don't know if you actually want to win this bracket challenge or not, but uh, everybody else likely to be so angry uh, Ravel has me blocked on Twitter because he got mad at me. So I have no idea. A lot of these people, by the way, have blocked me on Twitter, even though I, I barely interact with him, if at all. Uh, but so, uh, so Ravel, to me, I think this thing is headed towards Darren Ravel on one side of the bracket against Jamel Hill on the other side of the bracket. By the way, before we get to the uh, other side of the bracket, what has the reaction been? to the uh, woke bracket that you have built out? Mostly positive, mostly negative. What has the uh, online reaction been to your creation? Clay, I am hearing coast to coast. The, the fans are absolutely in love with the bracket. They even wanted me to expand to 64. Listen, yeah. Clay, I have enough trouble managing a sweet 16 of woke. I, there's no <laughs> way I can go to a, to a full 64. There were guys wanting to have play-ins. There were, guys, yeah. there were people wanting NIT woke brackets. I can only do as much as I can. This has, got, this has taken on a life of its own. We now have betting lines. I mean, FanDuel should probably take odds on some of this. You know, the funniest thing about this is not the people that are in the bracket. It's the woke people who found out there was a woke bracket and immediately clicked on it to see if they were rated and seated, and they weren't, and they were like, what do I have to do to get in the outkick woke bracket? Because you know... There were some in the woke community that were like, I hope I have made the top 16 most woke, and they're going to be like endeavoring over the next year to come up with the most implausible, ridiculous, racist, sexism, homophobic analogies that they can put into play in order to get the most woke attention. It's a knife fight out there among the woke community to get into the Sweet 16. We had wokes that were mad that we overlooked Bomani Jones. We yeah. think he is irrelevant now. We don't think he is uh, even relevant enough to get into the Sweet 16. He lost he his TV show. He lost his TV show and his radio show, and he basically just does a podcast now. And it's like, well, you can't be in the woke bracket, bro, if you don't even have a radio or TV show. And then I guarantee, who were the other top contenders that were left out that you heard the most complaints about? Uh, Kerry Champion, and uh, some people wanted Rex Chapman, but I don't consider him a, a media member, so we, we don't want Yeah, I, does, what is Rex, Rex Chapman just has a Twitter account, right? He just, he just retweets videos or steals videos or whatever you want to call it. But, that's uh, all he does. He, right, that's it. He doesn't do anything. Uh, Kerry Champion, a lot of people thought that she should be in there. She she's the co-host like a, with a Jamel, though, right? To me, like she's the clear Robin to Jamel's Batman, and so it would not, I mean, it's like you don't put Robin and Batman in like the best superhero bracket, right? Like she's Robin, yeah. Jamel's Batman. I think that's clear. Right. She just, she's riding Jamel's uh, coattails here. We know that. Uh, so anyway, we're headed towards the identity politics final four. Um, and we still have two regions on the, on the right side of the bracket. It's heated over there. Big upset over there. Uh, I, I could not believe that Mike Florio, I mean, he just, he's trounced Maria Taylor, Clay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think Florio, see, Maria Taylor, I think has a fan base, right? Like, this is one of the things that I think is fascinating. 
there are some people that you might not like or I might not like. I mean, people out there might hate me, right? People listen to me right now like, oh, Clay Travis, I hate you. I hope you die, right? That happens every day on social media. But we have a pretty big fan base at OutKick. To me, Maria Taylor has a lot of people who like her, and I don't even consider her to be that woke. I think she was overseated. I think there were other more woke members of – I didn't come up with the committee. Not trying to throw the committee under the bus here, but I don't think the committee flawlessly seated. Florio, I, I, don't, I legitimately believe that there isn't a single person out there who is a Mike Florio fan, right? Like, he runs pro football talk. They're fans of uh, NFL, right? Like, of course, you like the NFL, and they might read his website because it synthesizes and aggregates every little nugget of NFL news. But I don't think there's anybody out there who's like, man, you know who I'd ride or die for? Mike Florio. Like, I don't think there is a single Mike Florio fan out there. The reason why I bring that up is when you have a voting set up, a lot of people are voting like there's no positive side, right? Like, I always think it's interesting. When you're in my business, there if somebody really likes you, usually there's also people who really dislike you. Because that's what being polarizing is. You can't have strong people who like you without also having strong people who dislike you, which is fine. But there's a small segment of people out there that don't really have a fan base, and they just have people who dislike them. And I would say Florio is in that camp. So it didn't surprise me that he personally, it didn't surprise me that he trounced uh, Maria Taylor. In fact, I voted Uh, because you vote and you can see what the totals are and everything else. The only one that I got wrong in terms of who I thought was going to advance, I voted Peter King over 40 because I think Peter King has been maybe consistently more woke uh, than 40. I mean, it's a tight battle. I can see either side. But I think 40's wokeness, as you, as our odds maker said, has exploded more frequently in major sort of viral things. Like when he's sitting there courtside watching the NCAA tournament and it appears that he's deciding who's winning or losing based on whether or not they're wearing their mask as a head coach. Like that thing ricocheted everywhere. But I really don't think Florio has a fan base. Like I think there's no one who is like, oh, you know who I can't wait to wake up and listen to this morning? Mike Florio. It doesn't exist. And that's interesting because now he's going to face Keith Olbermann in the oh, two regional final. That is that is a battle royale because I don't is Olbermann even employed? Like, does anybody actually pay Keith Olbermann money to uh, to be a media prognosticator now? Like, I don't think he owns his own company. We never even looked. We never even looked. We just. I think he just uh, has a YouTube off. channel. But he doesn't have anybody that's actually paying him. Like, there's no company there. There's like, I mean, and and I actually think of all the people in the bracket, Keith Olbermann is probably the most deranged. He every now and then tweets me, and when he does, like I'd never go check his timeline, but when he tweets me kind of unsolicited and upset, I'll go look at his timeline, and it it, it legitimately looks like the rantings of an insane man. And I, I don't know what he's got going on in his life. I don't know if he has any friends. I don't think he's married or has kids. I don't know about how many kids do you have, Joe? You got two? I have two. Two boys. Yeah. Do you and how old are your boys? Eight and four. So my argument is see if you buy into my thesis here. As you age, if you don't get married and or have kids as a man, 
I think you become progressively crazier. Do you buy into that theory? Because your your house is probably a lot like mine. Like I've said, in the Travis family power rankings in my house right now, my wife is clearly number one. And then the youngest, uh, I have three boys. My youngest, my kindergartner is number two. And then my fourth grader is number three on the Travis family power rankings. Number four is my 13-year-old. Uh, and then uh, the the cat that is not pooping, uh, I'm not. I can't tell the cats apart. We have two uh, expensive cats. The one that poops regularly in the, the litter box is number five. The cat that poops outside the litter box is six. I'm in the seven position. So people can be like, "Oh, you're arrogant. You're conceited." Like that's impossible because I'm the seventh most important person in my household, and I think yeah. it keeps yeah. me like somewhat normal, right? Because I don't really have any control over my life on a day to day basis. Like the other day. Well, I'm I'm upstairs working and my wife just texts me and she says, hey, you have to have the kindergartner and get him to practice for the rest of the day because I'm doing something else. And like, I didn't know that was happening, but I immediately have no control, no agency over the rest of my day. Right. I'm just like the bitch boy in the house that gets the assignment. Then I have to go do it. And I don't have any other uh, any other ability. Right. So I think that if you are a guy and you get into your 50s or your 60s and you're never married and you don't have any kids, I think you spiral into insanity because there's no one to keep you normal. And I think that's where yeah. Olbermann is. Yeah, I, I mean, he's completely insane. Uh, and we heard that from a lot of observers. They think he's completely off the rails. But I mean, he won, I he like, won a bigger... on in his life, Clay. He and Jamel... I'll get to Jamel in a minute. But, I mean, it's pretty hard... He won 92 to 8, like in the woke all-star challenge. So Olbermann has advanced, and, uh, and he is going up against Florio, and here's what the, uh, here's what the odds makers say. First of all, you kind of hinted at it, uh, that Olbermann is a big favorite to handle Florio here. Olbermann is the power name in this matchup against the lesser-known yet ultra-sensitive Florio. And while Florio has some crazy takes, Olbermann is the one who consistently shows uh, uh, up to Twitter with takes that make Alec Jones uh, seem like, uh, I think we flipped the flop there, we got a typo, is the one who consistently shows up to Twitter with takes that make Alec Jones uh, seem like Albert Einstein. Would you agree? Do you think that Olbermann's taken down Florio? Yeah, I I actually thought that the money line would be a little bit higher for... uh for Olbermann, but he's the clear favorite. I mean, minus 135 on the money line. Florio at my, or plus 140, I mean, I don't even want to waste any money on Florio here. This uh, this smells like an Olbermann runaway, even though you're right. A lot of people hate Florio, but this is just a battle of hatred at this point. Yeah. In the Me Too regional final, and uh, it, it's, it's, we're headed for Olbermann in the, fin- in the final four. So, uh, in the other bracket, Jamel uh, is by far, I mean, just a juggernaut. 96% to 4%. We might have to rename the award after Jamel if she keeps up this standard of beatdown. She has advanced to the Elite Eight. She's going up against Max Kellerman, who narrowly defeated Dan Levitard in a fairly competitive matchup. And... I got to be honest with you. Jamel's got to be like minus 10,000 here. I see the odds maker made her minus 375. I don't think Max Kellerman stands a chance. 
uh, does not stand a chance, but we were not expect the committee, I shouldn't say we, the committee, we were not expecting Kellerman to take out Levitard. Yeah. We, we thought Levitard, Jamel, it would be a, a boss versus uh, employee showdown in the regional final. But now we have Kellerman. I didn't expect all the hate for Kellerman, but it's there, Clay. But clearly not enough to take down the, the, the wokeness of Jamel. She is a runaway juggernaut. Uh, it, people are just waiting, waiting to crown her, Clay. <laughs> Dub, did you just say, uh, you just shot me a text. What did you just text me? I mean, this to me is like the McGregor versus Mayweather fight, where at one point Floyd Mayweather got down to minus 300 against McGregor. Yeah. I mean, that's a total misprice. Well, the, the concern there was I think that Mayweather, who loves money so much, might just throw the match so he could get a rematch, right? Yeah. When but, it got down to minus 300. But you're saying you'd put your life savings on Jamel. Absolutely. If I could bet this, I absolutely would. Every dollar that you have on Jamel to win the tournament or just to beat Kellerman? Oh, just to beat Kellerman at minus 375. I mean, yeah. that is just free money in my opinion. I, I agree. I, I think – so my prediction is that our final four is going to be Dan Wolken versus Darren Ravel, Keith Olbermann versus Jamel. Uh, what do you think about that final four, Dub? Do you think that's where you're going to end up? Yeah, I, it's hard to see another path in that one. What about you, Joe? Like uh, any, I mean, is there any possibility of any sort of major upset here in your mind? Uh, I think 40 takes down Ravel. Uh, I think the 40. You think 40? You think 40 yeah. beats Ravel? I, I just think, I yeah, think there's a 0% chance of that. Zero. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 40 has a lot of hatred. And, uh, whoa, I don't know. I mean, granted, Ravel is one of the most hated guys on the internet, but it's going to be a showdown. Maybe we'll run a. A script to cheat? Uh, who knows? We'll figure it out. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Ravel to cheat his way to the championship. Um, and so uh, I think Darren Ravel versus Jamel Hill is going to end up – I think Jamel is going to win this. I, I think, it, you know, the woke universe, Jamel Hill is uh, is Jordan in the prime in the woke universe right now. Like she is – everybody genuflex at Jamel Hill's altar when it comes to the woke universe, even though, by the way – she still hasn't mentioned Deshaun Watson allegedly sexually assaulting 16 different women, which is perfect for this contest because you know that if it was Josh Allen who was accused of sexually assaulting 16 different masseuses, she would have sent 748 articles uh, and, and tweets out about how this was an example of Josh Allen's white privilege. But Deshaun Watson is accused of 16 different sexual assaults. Not a word there. Uh, so what's the timeline here? for voting for everybody out there? Well, I think we'll go 24 hours as soon as it fires up today. Um, we'll, we'll just fire it up 24 hours. Boom. We got a final four. I think we should run the final four on Monday, Clay. You know, get out. We'll, we'll run the final four on Monday and have a champion by like Tuesday. You know what I you mean? Want it to be, you want it to be done soon. Like all the stress of the woke bracket is heavy on your shoulders. It is a lot of work. Uh, I don't like to. Uh, I don't like to leave the the voters with nothing to do. I want to. I want to pump this out. I want to get a champion, especially. See, I feel the, uh, like what we four. should do. I feel like what we should do is one each of the elite eight matchups should be like we should pick one today. We should do one on Saturday. We should do one on Sunday, and we should do one on Monday give people 24 hours to vote on each of them, 
and then right as the final four is set for the NCAA tournament, we are rolling right in with our final four as well. Perfect. You're, listen, the committee is, we are welcoming any and all advice at the committee. So uh, we, will, we will definitely consider that and uh, see where we're at. Uh, Joe Kenzie, have a fantastic weekend. Great job setting up the Woke Tournament. Um, you are doing a, a fantastic job of working with us at OutKick. Look forward to all the stuff that you are cranking out. Thank you, Clay. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Those are the melodic tones of Montel Jordan. That's how we always finish out the week. This is how we do it. I'm hoping that we do it well when it comes to the Blood Bank Guarantee. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us and spending another 15 hours rolling through the week. We'll be back with you on Monday as we get ready to find one Final Four team, and then we'll be back with you on Tuesday as we find the – I guess we'll find two Final Four teams on uh, Monday – and then we'll find two Final Four teams on Tuesday. There will be a lot of fun as we roll through the Elite Eight and head to the Final Four. Um, And so that'll be taking place on Monday and Tuesday. We'll be here, same bat time, same bat channel, breaking it all down for you. We've been breaking down everything in the world of uh, the uh, NBA and also the NCAA tournament and more so far. My thanks to Chris Mannix, who just joined us, who has been running around like crazy trying to cover the uh, NBA trade deadline and make sure he gets everything lined up there. Uh, But I told you that I would hit you with my blood bank guarantee and also give Dub an opportunity to hit you with his blood bank guarantee as well. And my blood bank guarantee uh, for, I'm going to give you two, because I'm going to give you a Saturday blood bank guarantee and then I'm going to give you a Sunday blood bank guarantee as well. And my Saturday blood bank guarantee is Loyola Chicago minus seven. I absolutely love the mojo that Sister Jean has brought to bear. I know that Oregon State fans have been chirping at me like crazy because I picked Tennessee to win and then I picked Oklahoma State to win and they've been hot in the Pac-12 tournament. But I love the defense from Loyola of Chicago. I think they will extend it well. I don't think Oregon State will get very many good looks. I like the under in this game as well. I think it's going to be very low scoring. But I think Loyola of Chicago will pull away and win this game and advance to the Elite Eight. It is my blood bank guarantee for Saturday. Dub, do you have a blood bank guarantee for the people for Saturday? Let's see. Is Syracuse playing on Saturday? I already lost yes. track. Okay. Well, that's my blood bank guarantee. I said earlier. On the money line, no, or you're taking no, a plus no. six and a half? All right. I was going to say. If you take it to the blood bold... bank, yeah, I was take just the say. points. Yes. Yeah. Plus six and a half, I believe it is. I'm rolling with Jim Beheim, Buddy Beheim in the orange. All right. So uh, Dub is on uh, Syracuse. I am on uh, the Loyola of Chicago uh, to get things done as they roll into the Saturday game. Moving into Sunday. 
And by the way, I encourage you to go download the podcast. We have broken down every one of these games to get you ready for the weekend uh, as we have been getting ready for uh, all of the Sweet 16 matchups. On uh, Sunday, I like the Alabama Crimson Tide to cover the six and a half against UCLA. I just think this Tide team is playing too well. I like uh, what I have seen from them. I like their outside shooting. I think Nate Oates has been a revelation for them. I think the Alabama Crimson Tide covers the six and a half on uh, Sunday. What is your blood bank guarantee, Dub? You know, these games on Sunday, nothing really stands out to me. And to be honest with you, I'm going to have two TVs on on Sunday. One TV will have college basketball. The other will have the March Madness of golf. They got the match play going. Yeah, on what do you think is going to happen with the match play? I like, love who this. Would is you... one of my favorite tournaments of the year because yeah. you don't get a lot of match play other than the Ryder Cup and President's Cup. So it's one on one. It's not you versus the field. So I love that about this tournament. I think a guy to watch out for is Abraham Answer. He's looked pretty dominant his first two uh, matchups. He should be moving on to the knockout stages. So I think you can get a pretty good number on him. And uh, he's been playing well so far. John Rahm has also looked good. He's basically the favorite rolling yeah, into the and weekend. I, I bet right? on him before the tournament yeah, started. Yeah, I saw you so. tweet that. I did too on uh, Fo- on Fox Bet Live. I took John Rahm. I think I got him at 14 or 16 to 1, um, and he's the favorite right now at FanDuel odds. Yeah, so he's looking really good as well. So I'm, I'm happy where I'm sitting right now with Rahm, and I may add with Abraham answer. So uh, just to confirm, this is like – Finishes on Sunday, right? Like normal tournament, even right, though it's Right, except match it started play. on Wednesday. Yeah, it Thursday. started earlier than normal. Yeah, so. Um, so uh, I'll be watching some of that, I'm sure, as well. Um, and so there you have it. So uh, the blood bank guarantees as we roll through uh, the course of the program, breaking down everything there. We have given you a lot. Hopefully, Sister Jean will carry me through and the Alabama Crimson Tide. I also am intrigued uh, because this is a rematch and you don't get – a lot of in-conference rematches in the uh, NCAA tournament because they try to seed it so it doesn't happen. Uh, and the Pac-12 has obviously been such a massive part of the overall storyline. Oregon against USC. And I think this is going to surprise some people. Uh, the three teams that have outscored their opponents the most so far in the NCAA tournament. Well, the first is Gonzaga. I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are surprised by that. The third is Baylor, I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are surprised by that. I do think a lot of people are sitting back when I say this and say, wow, I didn't know that. USC is the second best performing team from a point differential margin in the NCAA tournament so far. Would you have guessed that, Dub? That's a wild stat. I would not have guessed that, I mean, the favorites right now to meet and play for the national championship – are Gonzaga and Baylor. If you had to pick right now and you're listening to me and you're like, hey, Clay, somebody told me I have to pick who's going to be playing for the NCAA Tournament Championship, you should pick Gonzaga and Baylor. It's the most likely outcome. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but the best odds are on those two teams meeting. Not a surprise because they've been dominant in their first two games fairly well. The team that is slotted in between them is USC, and they are only a two-point favorite over Oregon, these two teams know each other pretty well, but the Oregon Ducks and the USC uh, Trojans, I, I, I find that game, which is going to be the final game on Sunday, to be particularly interesting because you've got a conference matchup to close it all out. And by the way, you might want to go ahead and plan your sleep schedule. That game isn't tipping off until 945 Eastern, and it'll probably be later than that. 
So it probably on Sunday won't start until around 10 o'clock Eastern. So go ahead and get yourself a nap in if you're interested, like I will be, in watching that game. And you also got to get up early on Monday. Also in that game, Clay, isn't there a little revenge factor here because USC couldn't play in the Pac-12 title game because of COVID or something like that? Didn't Oregon take their spot in that game? I think I'm right on that. I think you're. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, never mind. Then. Oregon State won the Pac-12. Oh, that's okay. I got oh. my Oregon's confused there. Then yeah, that's probably a great line to finish the show for the week on. Dub getting his Oregon's confused. Uh, we appreciate all of you, whether you're an Oregon Duck or an Oregon State Beaver. Uh, also, all of you across the country, let's have some fun. Sweet 16, March Madness. Get your bets in. FanDuel.com slash Clay. Blood Bank Guarantee, baby. Tap the veins. Have great weekends. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. This is OutKick. Thanks for hanging out with us on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!